Welcome to the Qualified Tutor Podcast. Here at QT, our mission is to provide teacher training for tutors. If you are a motivated tutor and you love to learn, the QT Podcast will inspire, motivate and support you to improve your practice. Because tutoring is a small job that makes a big difference. My name is Ludo Miller and welcome to our podcast. I'm joined here today for our first instalment by Julia Silver, founder of Qualified Tutor. Today, Julia and I will be discussing the QT and what it means for us uh, and what we think it can achieve in the future. So, Julia, without further ado, I'd like to jump straight in with this. What kind of tutor were you and did you ever have a tutor? Oh, gosh, great question, Ludo. I was a good student. I was a quiet student. I was a very enthusiastic student. You won't be surprised to hear. (laughs) And I did have a tutor. And I'd forgotten her for years and years. And she popped back into my mind recently. And she was Mrs. Fisher. And she was this lovely old lady. And we used to stop in at her house on a Wednesday evening. It was only for a few weeks. But I have a very strong memory of the fact that she seemed to be making it up as she went along. She'd pull out pieces of paper and give me an activity to do. And then we'd go off on a tangent. And it was was very stimulating because it was just the two of us in her quiet house. And I definitely felt... It was a different type of learning to the learning that I was used uh-huh. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what kind of student do you think that made you at school? Did that change the way you approached um, study at school? To be honest, I don't know. Um, I think that when you're in school, you learn to get on with it. It's quite sink or swim. Um, even the most supportive of schools is stretched. Um, mm-hmm. She had teacher in a primary school and we do our absolute best. And it's extremely hard work to cater to all the children, all the time. Did it change me as a student? I wonder if I found an extra confidence. I wonder if I found an extra little enthusiasm for learning. Um, Maybe that quiet space helps you to feel your own learning more than you can do in a classroom. So do you think this maybe today is the role of a tutor then, is is to just flick a switch in the child's mind that isn't able to be flicked during school hours? I think that's really interesting, that flicking a switch. I've been thinking about it a lot recently. Tutors build confidence, don't they? That's what they really do. And um, it's it's so hard to understand how in a session once a week it's possible to make such a difference. But it definitely is. And when you say flick a switch, that's perfect because it's like once you light up a child, they're a light, a student. Mm -hmm. They're alight. Once you switch them onto learning, they're switched on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could say it's more like a dimmer. Not sure. But um, definitely people are adjusted for learning. People are designed to learn. Mm-hmm. And as the world keeps changing, the best thing that we can do is learn to learn, continue to learn, teach our kids to always be willing to learn a new thing. That That's mm-hmm. where the magic happens. Yeah. So if that's what we are switching them onto rather than maths or physics then where we're giving them something for life yeah no no exactly and 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 obviously these early years of learning are so essential to a child's development and a child's uh, progress and and they they certainly you know cannot be wasted so julia could you tell us a little bit about your academic background and, and and the history of your of your teaching yeah so um i studied at leeds i did english and philosophy which qualified me for nothing but becoming a teacher. Um, and it took me a while to dawn on me that, that, that I wanted to be a teacher. And I went to do primary PGCE. I loved it. Um, but I was always very focused on school leadership. I always felt that um, the impact that you can have 
by leading a school is really exciting. And, and that's what I've been moving towards over the last few years. So I qualified with an MPQH, which is a professional qualification in headship last year. Um, I'm currently deputy head in the primary school. And now I've taken a sidestep, Ludo. I've sort of felt that rather than being the head of a school, I'd quite like to lead tutors because nobody's doing that. And tutors are making an enormous difference to the students in our country. And they're significantly underrepresented. Mm -hmm. So do you think this is where the idea for uh, qualified tutors came from? Do you think it was uh, understanding or realising that young tutors and, and more experienced tutors in this country aren't given that level of teacher training, that level of support? Yes, yes, they're definitely not. I actually think that when it first dawned on me that this was a place which I could contribute, I had my parenting hat on. And I think that I was noticing as a parent that tutoring is unregulated. There's yep. no requirement for safeguarding training, which of course there is in a school. There's no quality assurance in terms of teaching and learning background. And so the amount of trust that you place in a person, unless you're finding a local teacher, you're finding a local unqualified tutor. And to be able to give tutors a quality mark that says, yes, I take this seriously. Yes, I've done safeguarding training. Yes, I have a DBS, which of course some agencies do require, but take it a step further and say, I engage with the responsibility of keeping children safe. And then I engage with the responsibility of understanding pedagogy, teaching and learning in order to make the most of the hour that I'm spending with your student. That's massive. That's massive. And with my parenting hat on, my first thought was, wow, somebody's got to regulate tutoring. And then with my school leader hat on, I thought, we support teachers, tutors. We grow people. We don't squash them. We don't say, I'm going to shut you down unless you've got the certificate. We rather say, elevate yourself with this professional development Mm -hmm. and assert yourself as the best amongst tutors. So Mm -hmm. just to share with you a statistic, the Sutton Trust did a a report last September um, 2019, and it said that one in four students in secondary school have a tutor. Well, that's enormous. Now, the majority of those are in London, so it's 40-something percent in London and 20-something percent in the rest of the country. Um, And you can it's quite interesting to see the geography of where those pockets of extra tutoring input is and the newspapers talk about an educational arms race and that kind of thing which I think is a very emotive way to talk about it and I think it does a disservice to students actually it creates an extra pressure which is not necessary Mm -hmm. tutoring relieves pressure tutoring is an island of learning for one student and Mm -hmm. if we can give them that opportunity to learn quietly and to discover the ability to learn in themselves, we give them a lifelong skill. Yeah. Yeah, no, this is, this is certainly true. And one of the main drivers of the tutoring industry is that, you know, it is it's so clear to see positive results from the get-go uh, once a, a student receives tutoring. But I guess, how do you think that the QT is going to achieve this aim? Well, I've learned that if you help teachers, they help their students. So in this context, I'm going to help the tutors and they're going to go forward and help the students. I'm not going to reach past them Mm -hmm. to help their students or the parents. I'm rather going to say, 
tutors, what do you need? What are your pain points? What do you struggle? So, um, Ludo, you and I have had lots of conversations with tutors over the last months, and we've enjoyed it immensely because without exception, they are enthusiastic, committed, inspiring, inspiring, really, really genuine people, right? They often Mm. spend an inordinate amount of time preparing for one session. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you think about how much they were able to charge for that session, we'd be helping them get more bang for their buck if we help them to plan more efficiently. Mm. So one of the things that I've been writing at the moment, um, and I'm creating a series of blogs that will go out with really, really clear guidance about what makes a good resource. Um, That's something Mm -hmm. that I can help tutors with today. Um, And going forward, we're writing a course that will initially focus on safeguarding, process of assessing, planning, teaching, and reassessing. We call that the learning loop. So you're constantly going around this this cycle of seeing where your student's up to and planning their next steps, and then assessing again to see how effective that was. And then we feel that it's important to put right at the center of our conversation, student well-being. And I think it's useful to sort of extend that out to tutor well-being, mm-hmm. because well-being creates a virtuous cycle. So um, tutors have to feel that they have what they need to do the job they're trying to do. And one of the things that they need in order to do that job will be to help students manage stress, to help students to key into a growth mindset so they understand that the hard work is the point of it and how to sort of have the resilience and the confidence to bounce back when things didn't go your way. So I just wrote a blog recently, Ludo, that talks about confidence as a self-esteem that's not tied to outcomes. So even if you didn't smash that maths test, you're still a good person, you're still a worthy person. And when we deal with students, and I think you have tons of experience with this, don't you? When we work with students whose self-esteem is tied to their outcomes, the anxiety and the pressure is immense. And yeah. if you notice that that anxiety and pressure actually masks the ability to learn. You're mm-hmm. much more available to learning when you're relaxed. So that's why the three core modules of the QT, the core QT, is going to be safeguarding, is going to be teaching and learning, and it's going to be well-being. Mm-hmm. And when we put all those three things together, we're talking about tutoring as a whole and how to show up as an effective tutor now once we've launched all of those and we're getting effective feedback and making a difference with that we're going to start with specialist modules because every tutor has a specialism you and i have spotted this again and again haven't we that some people do languages and some people do sen and some people do maths and maths people don't tend to do languages, and languages people won't do sen. Um, because sometimes if they're needed. <laughs> sometimes they show up and give it their I'd love to skill up a languages teacher with hmm. sen theory and practice so that I can actually extend their specialism. But the thinking is that if we create a course that is focused on 11 plus and another course that is focused on study skills, and another that's focused on SEN intervention, then you can continue to specialize and assert yourself as a specialist. So when we talk about qualified tutor, what we really mean is how qualified are you? Are you qualified to teach my student 
Yeah, well, if you've got those three core modules under your belt, then yes, you're qualified to tutor and we'll give you a quality mark that you can put on all of your profiles to say, yes, I have qualified, I have asserted myself as a motivated, serious professional. Hmm. And we talk about tutoring as a profession, even though it's such a small profession, it's like a sort of pocket-sized profession, isn't it? Because it's so flexible, which is one of the beauties of tutoring. So, Juliet, do you think uh, you could give us an outline of the actual kind of day-to-day uh, structure of the of the course? You know, what it would look like taking part in an online course, how you'd be able to access the modules? Sure. Well, I love learning online. I don't know if you've had much of experience of it. Mm. Yes. Um, yeah. What I love about it is I can do it at 11 o'clock at night and um, just sort of potter around the house doing everything I have to do with my headphones on learning something. And it yeah. makes me feel like I'm doubling the efficiency of my time. So I have that in mind when we create this course that it has to be so user friendly. And by user friendly, I mean, I want you to be able to do it on your mobile, on your laptop, in your lunch break. I want it to be as straightforward as possible. That's mm-hmm. one of my key points. Now, the other thing that is really important to us is that tutoring is all about relationships. It's about a human touch, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So we're not going to have a sort of synthetic, overly corporate image. Yeah. UT is all about peer-to-peer support. It's not an academic course. We're not going to grade you. It's a professional course. It's a pass-fail based on the quality of your engagement. Yeah. Yeah. So there's not just one right answer in the real world, is there? Um, It's very much about seeing what's in front of you, seeing what what makes sense in your tutoring experience, Mm -hmm. responding to that. Yes. Those are the two things that whatever else we adapt and change about the way the course works. Mm -hmm are things that we will be holding on tight to. So that positive user experience, really, really easy to use. And that human touch, it's all about support. Yeah. (laughs) Like the hiss, that's perfect, yeah. So Julia, do you think you could give us an idea at who you think the course is, is aimed at for those listening? Absolutely, so the first thing I noticed after sort of discussing with as many people as would listen, about the QT concept. And the first thing I noticed is that most qualified teachers don't think it's for them. Okay. Fair play. I have a feeling that they may well change their minds because (laughs) there's gonna be gold dust here. Um, And I think it's gonna be interesting because we're going to be talking about tutoring and how it differs from classroom teaching. And I know that many of my teachers will enjoy hearing the material that we put together because it's really, really focused on what works best for students and You can never hear too much of that. So it's not for qualified teachers. Let's go with that. Let's rather say it's for people who are academically capable. So Mm -hmm. they're well in their GCSEs. They've done well in their A-levels. They're doing well at university. And they've got good interpersonal skills. So tutors don't tend to be the most gregarious of people because tutoring is quiet. It's one-to-one. You have to be able to build a one-to-one rapport. It's more about being able to communicate effectively and being able to listen effectively. Mm -hmm. So we think that at the moment we're talking to 19 to 30 year olds and I could even say 19 to 24. So that's what I really have in mind. Um, Mm -hmm. It's people who are in between school and a career. 
and it's people who are using tutoring as a way to make money on the side, doing what they know how to do in a job that gives them a sense of fulfillment. So a sense of fulfillment is a really, really important thing to be seeking in your professional life. And more and more people are not happy to accept a life path that doesn't give them that sense of fulfillment. Yeah. And that's great because the rest of the world is, is, is automated. So let's let people be ambitious and seek meaning. You know, if you think about how many factories aren't full of people anymore, and you ask yourself, well, where are those people going to be? And we're raising a whole other generation. Where should they go? They should go to jobs that provide meaning and that make more of a difference. So Sheryl Sandberg has a fantastic book called Lean In. She's from Google and Facebook. Um, I didn't know that a year ago, so I thought I'd share that with you. So um, Sheryl Sandberg in Lean In talks about the shift from a career ladder to a career climbing frame. But of course, she calls it jungle gym. Yeah. So career jungle gym. The amazing thing is you can step sideways as well as forwards and you can retrace your steps and go backwards and you can explore the terrain and the thing that really I think smashed it about this metaphor is the nice thing about climbing side to side and up and down rather than straight up in a ladder is that the view's much better. (laughs) (laughs) The back ahead of you is not what you want to be looking at the rest of your professional life and it's lovely to think about how People tend to be making money in lots of different jobs at the same time nowadays. People mm-hmm. can be running two or three different income streams. And tutoring is one of those income streams. It can sit in your back pocket and you can use it whenever it suits you. So, Julia, you've talked about putting your parenting hat on. You've talked about putting your teaching hat on. Now I'd like you to put your, your marketing hat on. And I'm going to ask you, why should someone enroll in this course? Well, actually, I want them to enroll in our community, Ludo. Mm-hmm. I want them to, um, to make use of the course, and I want them to use the course as a quality mark to assert yeah. own, their own selves as marketing. Because if you think about it from a marketing point of view, this is actually not a business to consumer business. This mm-hmm. is a business to small business business. Yeah. Why? Because tutors are a small business. So in the same way that you would invest in really good coffee to serve in your cafe, Mm -hmm. you invest in really good teacher training to serve as a tutor. So um, I want people to have an ongoing relationship with us where we can help them every day. So Mm -hmm. I do my best to send really, really useful free content in podcasts, in blogs, in the course itself, but also to create a community where tutors start to support each other because one of the problems with tutoring is that it's siloed each tutor is working in isolation from each other tutor because all you interact with is your student Mm. there's no space for tutors to have a staff room now I'm not calling it a staff room because staff room is so schoolish and teacherish and there's downsides as well as upsides. We're calling it our tutor to tutor community. So what we want to do is let newer tutors learn from more experienced tutors in the same way that happens in a school in the staff room. So you will pick up tips and you will gain reassurance and hear context and understand that even if you didn't smash it today, there's always next week. 
it's much easier to be resilient when you hear about other people's challenges and mm -hmm. other people's experiences. And that's what we sort of want to open up. And so now um, we talk about here at QT about providing uh, great support, providing a network for, for our tutors. But how will we support the participants of this course during and after uh, the completion of the course? Well, supportiveness is one of our key values. Vision, support and learning centres. It's all about serving people well. So you have to find the ways to um, support them through the course because we want everybody to pass. And mm -hmm. we have to find ways to support them after with ongoing Q&As, with um, access to us as experienced tutors and, and educationalists. And then even to go forward and create new content to answer their questions. So there's going to be an ongoing request for what's your opinion, what's your experience, what can we do to help you? Because what we found, haven't we, Ludo, that every time we speak to tutors, towards the end they say, hmm, I really enjoyed talking about that. I don't usually get to talk about tutoring. Because, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's a famous thing that teachers have, that their families are bored to death of hearing <laughs> about teaching. Um, because it's such a specific domain. But the internet has caused niches, hasn't it? We're all collecting ourselves in niches. And the, the teacher niche is increasingly well served. But the tutor niche still needs somebody to support it. So mm -hmm. how will we support it? We will find new ways to support it. The more that we hear, the more we will respond to. But the first thing is that commitment that that's what we're intending to do. That's what we've signed up for. Yeah. Somebody asked me recently, if um, if somebody asked you, what's the QT for? The answer is it's for tutors. It's lovely because everybody serves parents because they've got all the leverage. The agencies serve themselves. They're doing very, very well. And the tutors are the, they're at the coalface. They're at the coalface and they're the ones who need the boost. For those people who aren't necessarily so tuned in with digital world, the virtual world, online course, how, will it be easy for them to to take an online course like this? Do you think do you think online courses like this are, are, are the way forward? Yes, I definitely think that online courses are the way forward because they clear barriers. Mm -hmm. So I have a full time job. I can't sign up for a face to face course. That's fine. You can do it online. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So until now, you were limited because your capacity was nine to five. And if you couldn't show up nine to five, you couldn't take your career further. You couldn't learn more. Nowadays, there's access to learning constantly. And all you have to do is be selective about how to use your time most efficiently. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's one of the reasons why I love the, the medium of the podcast is because again, I can putter about doing all the other things I have to do in a day and still be learning. Mm -hmm. so um, as you know, I'm very into audiobooks for the same reason. So is it something that people who aren't experienced with will be able to do? I'd say like this. I'd say you can't expect your students to learn if you're not willing to. So if it's a step out of your comfort zone, now's the time. We'll make it as comfortable for you as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. But everybody has to be stretching towards learning. Everybody has to be what they call leaning in. And the best way to inspire that in your students is to model it yourself.
So next time I'll be uh, talking to, to Fran Bolter, who we've discussed here, who's a wonderful, amazing, inspiring teacher who, who specializes in history and politics. And I'll be uh, talking to her about what inspired her to, to, to get into tutoring and then teaching and uh, now into tutor private tuition again. Her top motivating students for, for planning first lessons, uh, all these kind of areas that, that we have heard tutors uh, tell us that they find they find hardest uh, and in fact these wonderful podcasts are, uh, are kind of running alongside the a series of webinars that we have been completing with with tutors that we have met uh, online and in person and what tutors uh, find trickiest about tutoring what they'd like to see in the tutoring industry moving forward because um, as discussed already it certainly is an industry a sector that is booming at the moment what with the advent of, of and the rise of online tutoring so the, these podcasts really we're going to be um, talking to the opening up discussions with various qualified individuals from from the world of education and, and tutoring to discuss the, the, the tips their best advice offering up the best methods for for, for tutoring and learning uh, and teaching as well because as we often talk about tutoring is teaching and um, you are teaching children uh, in a smaller more intimate environment people should should certainly see themselves as teachers as well as tutors even though they may not be in a classroom with, with lots of students and, and most importantly i think these, these podcasts the, the individual answers that we that we uh, gather from these podcasts will be available as snippets uh, or you know nuggets of, of knowledge and advice that we are going to be able to use separately from the podcast itself so please tune into the podcast uh, as a whole but also we will be making you know, individual answers available if you just want to focus in on, on one piece that we've that we've talked about. More widely then, we are hoping to give tutors more of a voice with these webinars. Please contact us at hello at qualifiedtutor.org uh, or have a look at our, our, our website, which is www.qualifiedtutor.org. But I'd like to take this moment, Julia, to thank you very, very much for that. That was incredibly uh, informative series of answers there. Uh, and I'm sure we will be speaking to you again very, very soon. Um, so thank you very, very much. Thanks for listening to the Qualified Tutor podcast, where tutors share their expertise to support the tutoring community. We're always looking for motivated tutors to interview on the show. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, get in touch at podcast at qualifiedtutor.org. We'd love to learn from you.